the funny thing about this whole situation, um, yeah, lining up women to smell them to vote for you or to pick your vice president, but unfortunately, I think this will hurt Joe Biden. No offense to any any woman out there, but you're going to lose votes for people that don't want a woman that in in as a vice president. Just yeah. just simple truth is what it is. Yeah, um, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't mind a woman <clears throat> president or vice president. I mean, look at uh, Margaret Thatcher. Yeah, I mean, the Iron Lady. At this point, I don't care anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> it don't matter who's who's there. I think what people are going to hear, I don't know, man. Well, most most uh, Democrats are kind of like, well, they're liberal. Um, mm-hmm. So, but what if what if Mr. Joe Biden unfortunately passes away, mm-hmm. and then you're going to have first woman president? That would be a way in. Yeah. Um, cool. If that's the way if way it goes, but I just think um, I don't I don't know. You might lose hardcore democratic vote yeah. and they might either I, I doubt they vote republican but they might vote or independent yeah probably. maybe i don't know it's it is funny but the joke i was saying before we started recording um was that uh, because uh, joe biden has a lot of uh rap for um Allegations, but never an allegation of like sniffing uh, uh, hair when he gets close to somebody. So <laughs> I mean, the pictures yeah. are out there. Yeah. So I just thought it was funny. Like uh, I just, I'll just say it. This is a non-biased, opinionated podcast. But I just, it's a joke. This is a joke. But did Joe Biden line up uh, a whole bunch of females and smell their hair and that and which whoever smelled the best uh, got picked as vice yeah. president. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> the sad thing about these times is <clears throat> that it comes to that. It's there's so much stuff out there that we're you know, we should be picking a president on merit, character, you know, what they've done in the world. I mean, Joe Biden's got some things to him. He's okay, he's been in the government for at least four decades. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. He's done. He has done a lot of stuff within like inner city communities um, throughout his time in different positions of uh, raising a, an economic status or within a community. Um, he has that going for him. Um, he, he was vice president for yeah. crying out loud. Um, and I actually thought. You know, uh, you, you kind of see like right now, like with with Trump and Pence, you really don't hear too much from Pence. But mm-hmm. I, as a vice president, which whatever your role is, I don't know what you're supposed to do. But this is the first time that I don't remember a vice president. Like yeah. I rem I remember Joe Biden being Obama's. I remember Al Gore uh, being um, uh, George, not George Bush. Uh, Clinton, sorry, uh, Cheney being Bushes, yeah. you know, um, you know, you remember them, but Mike Pence is—it's almost like he's kind of out of the radar a little bit. But. And I think I think that's done on purpose because he does a lot of stuff behind the scenes, yeah. and it allows him to, even though I don't, in this day and age, it allows him to kind of distance himself from the president. Because a lot of political people out there are trying to distance themselves just because he is so outspoken 
so boisterous that. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, he's big time. Stuff. He's big time, man. But you know, well, he's he's the wild man. He, he is the wild man of our generation. Absolutely. Um, well, guys, welcome to the official episode thirteen of yes. the Two Beer Dad podcast. Um, had a rough time uh, last week. We'll just put it simply straight to that. Um, but welcome, welcome all listeners out there. Um, yeah, it's been a treat, and I, I kind of felt a little bit off last week, uh, not getting one completed. But yeah, it, um, it felt a little weird. But you know what? We're better for it. Yeah, we're more prepared today. Uh, no more te- technical difficulties. I hope no more uh, scheduling issues. It is what it is, though, man. I mean, I, I would say we've been insanely consistent. Um, there are a lot of podcasters out there that might do an episode a month yeah. or every two months. You know, yeah, they may have a little bit more content and their stuff is a little more planned out. But hey, you get to listen to us now, well, now almost every week yeah. uh, since we started this. So and sometimes you just got to send it. Just got. I'm just gonna send it. Gonna send it. All right. What you got for us there, Nate? I don't know. I thought. I thought today uh, we would talk just a little bit about some beer history um, because one of my favorite beers um, is called a Goza. It's a Goza style beer. It's kind of like a light beer. It's consistent. One uh, when it's brewed, it, it always has salt. In coriander, coriander. Um, that is one, two of the pieces to the puzzle on on making this. And then the third one is called lactobacillus acid. And sorry if I am botching every single one of these names up as I go along, um, but it's a very sour beer. A lot of breweries will either make a, a straight up and clean goza, which is just like salt, coriander, um, the lactobacillus acid, but then maybe just a hint of flavor and some breweries go insane with it and and push the fruit to to the max so I, i'm kind of in the middle there's a couple breweries out there like anderson valley they have a very very clean straightforward uh goza that one's like blood orange um they got a watermelon one they got one that's got a funny name to it it's, it's called the um hold on let's see if i remember it it the the Yink, wait, what channel is it called? It's called the Holy Goza, which, uh, uh, yeah, uh, we got some chatter going on over here. Yeah, we got, uh, we got our girls here in the next room and no doors, so sorry about the background music, but they're, uh, they're just playing, so maybe, maybe at some point we'll, we'll have them on, because I know they've been, been uh, begging to be on the show so maybe maybe we'll do a little Q&A with the girls a little bit later yeah so we'll, we'll tell a little bit history of Goza's because I, I know I, I'll bet you a lot of people have no idea what a Goza style beer is but um, it was something that came around way earlier um, than we've been around uh, it's supposedly been around since the 1000s um, and then the recipe was supposedly lost, um, and then some someone found it 
um, in Goslar, um, wherever that's at, um, in the early 1800s, and they've pretty much brought it back from there. And there's another country called Lip Leipzig. So again, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing any of these, um, but Leipzig. Um, is the basically the biggest brewery for Goza's um, in the world, and they still are, and that's been since the 1800s. Um, when it comes to being local around here, I ha I didn't see it come back around in, until like the the 2010s, um, and that's when I found the Anderson Valley. They're out in California, but is one of my absolute favorite beers of all time. Um, but basically, it's the, the difference from like a regular ale to a Goza, the key difference is when they start the brewing process, whatever they're putting in there, you know, your, your water, your salt coriander, uh, the fermentable sugar, whatever that's going to come from, whether it be from fruit or um, I don't know. Uh, has anyone ever made a sorghum beer? Probably. I'm not uh, sure. Uh, we could try. I we bet you they do. They probably point. do like sorghum, like whiskey and stuff. I don't know. But anyway, when the beer is fermenting, that that yeast is eating up all that stuff. They put in that lactobacillus acid, and it and it turns the beer, or basically makes it all super sour. So that, that's the key thing to it. Um, trying to read here, see anything. Um, there are sorghum beers. Huh? It is very oh, yeah. popular in South Africa. Sorghum. Um, but basically notes of, of a goza. Most of them are citrusy. Um, some say they're grapefruit. I'm actually drinking a grapefruit goza right now from Urban Artifact. Thanks, uh, thanks to Dale for having one available. Um, they're, they're not heavy on the uh, alcohol content. I've had them anywhere from like 3% to maybe a little over 5 but that's about it. So they're, they're basically, they're light drinking beers, very sessionable. You can, they are phenomenal for if you're doing yard work, cooking on the grill, um, you know, just having some session beers that won't get you down too far. Um, you still, you still have your, uh, your brain to you, so... <laughs> But yeah, that's 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 the old uh, Goza. It's my favorite beer. Um, I'm just going to see if there's anything else. I mean, it does. There are ways that that's slightly different when it comes to when you, the brewing processes. I don't know too much about that, but uh, when you get the lactobacillus acid, it has to be at a certain temperature around 148 to 150 degrees, um, so you don't kill it all off. Um, but you do it while it's in the mash process. Then it brings down the overall pH. And that's how yeah, it negatively Im impacts on the enzymes uh, that are the conversion of starches to fermentable sugars. And so when you put in the acidity portion to it is when it changes everything over. So it's quite interesting. Um, you got to be a scientist when you're making this stuff. So, um, but the the whole purpose uh, is to provide that sourness to the beer. Um, you should get higher, man. Yeah. So the enzymes are reacting with the the acids to throw off the pH balance. Is essentially what's happening, which makes sense. Yeah. I mean, the best thing about beer is it was the nutritional drink of the Middle Ages. Oh, for sure. Uh, I mean, like uh, Trappist monks, they they used to fast on this mm -hmm. stuff for weeks at a time. 
Um, a lot of them did, you know, I, I'm, I'm not Catholic, but uh, I do understand like the whole Lent thing, but, um, or not even talking Catholic in general, but folks that do fasting, Trappist monks, they would go on fast for, I think like 40 days or so, 40, 46 days, but they would live off of the beer that they brewed and they would drink anywhere from two to five of them a day and the caloric intake that they were getting, the vitamins, the, the minerals, um, carbohydrates would suffice them. The only, only, the only problem that the reason why you can't live off of beer is because there's not any protein and, yeah. and slowly but surely you would still be starving even though you were getting enough calories you would still starve to death because you didn't have protein well fat well carbohydrates would convert the fat in your body and store it but i think you still need to eat fat though too yeah 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 i mean hell back in the uh the middle ages during the crusades and stuff like that you know water wasn't clean enough to drink Mm -hmm. so they brewed beer and everybody drank beer. Yeah, so, I mean, that's another story, and you can find it. Um, that is why IPAs exist, was because when they used to do huge uh, voyages across across oceans, everybody would drink or bring, like, their rum and uh, different beers from their tavern before they left because usually by the port wherever they were coming out of that is where not only did you get drunk and drink that's where you got signed up to get on this boat voyage in yeah. the first place um and so anyways they would at first they would bring like their beers or rum and then they'd be out six weeks in mm-hmm. in the middle of the ocean and their their beer turned not even drinkable uh, their their rum it, get, goes bad. I mean, it's crazy, but it, it just happens. Rum lasts a little bit longer, but the whole idea of hopping the beer during fermentation process or dry hopping, which is post, the hops, the oils, and everything in the hops kept the beer preserved. And that's why IPAs are around. I learned that a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I love history. Mm-hmm. And, you know... Going back and looking at some of this history with the beer and the types of beers and stuff, yeah. I, I love it. I'm mean, gonna have to do more research. I mean, here here's another one: the pyramids. Mm-hmm. A lot of this is now. This is kind of a could be super biased, but I've I've read documentaries or not read, watched documentaries where um, the folks that built the pyramids their payout was beer because back to what you're saying they could not drink the water sources that were around um so they were paid in beer but beer then we're talking alcohol percentage was probably like a percent or two but it was enough to kill any bacteria off but that's what they were given um for drinking while they were building the pyramids so um i doubt they ever got like drunk drunk that'd be almost impossible then you go back to yeah there's tons I mean, Jesus, there's a lot of controversy on, um, you know, when he made water into wine or talking about the wine that they drank. Not really talking about the wa- making water in the wine. That's a whole different subject. But um, the wine that they drank during those times, a lot of people say, you know, oh, Jesus drank wine. He got drunk, blah, blah, blah. 
there's a difference that even speaks about in the Bible. It was like a young wine or a new wine. Um, typically, those um, the alcohol percentages on wine that type was so low. You'd have to drink like a barrel full oh, yeah. before you'd actually become intoxicated. But again, water sources not clean. Mm-hmm. You had you had to drink a, um, a fermented uh, or a, a beverage that had alcohol on it, and that's that's just that's why I think beer is so cool um, because it has literally provided the path for why we are still alive and generations are still going because water sources took out many of places, you know? Oh, yeah. So you got a story, throw it out there. Yeah. All right. So, uh, reading here, uh, one of the oldest beer recipes is from 7,000 BC. That's awesome. So, I mean, <laughs> beer has been around stone age. It's since the stone age. I mean, they're, they're testing, testing stuff um, ancient pottery jars revealing that beer was produced as far back as 7000 BC and was today <laughs> Iran um, there's 6000 year old Sumerian tablets depicting people consuming a drink through reed straws from a communal bowl mm. and it was honoring Ninkasi, the patron goddess of brewing. Yum, yum. And the beer recipe that they they used back then still is still around. Nice. And, I mean, it's just... I just wonder what it tastes like. Yeah. I mean, they probably use some different ingredients nowadays because you've got a... Um, pasteurize everything and all that, um, but... Yeah, it's true. It just depends on the process. I mean, you yeah. can go back. Um, so there, it's. Uh, I'm so bad with my countries, but I think it's like over there in England <laughs> or Germany, Scotland, Ireland. Those places, they there is still from back in like the 1300s. There's still a beer law that mm-hmm. the reason why you don't see a lot of crazy beers come out of those countries. Um, is it like they make like dunkles and portal portals port porters, uh, pilsners, but they there's a beer law. You have to have water, malt, yeast, barley. I think I think they added a fourth one, but it used to just be malt, water. Yeah, but you have to have yeah the fermentable sugar is the malt. But there's a beer law. It's been around forever. You can't go around that. You can't change that. Um, so that's why a lot of beers they're kind of like plain mm-hmm. pilsner you know yeah um i mean their beer the beer in europe is really good um i always thought they were kind of funky because of the way they drink it because a lot of it's drank at at room temperature yeah i mean the so the beer i mean i i, I feel like i i have a tremendous amount of uh thoughts on this i know why they drink beer at regular room temperature either they just didn't have cold storage but um there was no impurities in the beers that they drink and they still do it today but they make beer taste good at warm temperature yeah the reason why you would get like a budweiser here and it's ice cold and it tastes pretty good but then when it gets 
lukewarm, it doesn't taste so good, it's because it's, it's junk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and going through Ireland on my be- on my way back from two deployments, um, I cannot drink a Guinness in the states. You told me about this, because yeah. Because when it's brewed over there. I guess their pasteurization process is different or something like that. But I had the best Guinness I've ever had was at the Sheridan Pub (laughs) in Shannon, Ireland. And by God, I'm like, oh yeah, I love Guinness now. I come home, I go to the bar... They pour the Guinness right. You know, they use the spoon. They use yeah. all that stuff. But it just did not taste the same. And, and so I'm sure they're using, like, the same recipe. Maybe. Or to, like, these Americans don't know what beer is, so we're going to save the good stuff for ourselves. Yeah. Most of the time it's probably water source. Mm-hmm. But wait, isn't all Guinness made in Ireland or no? They actually brew Guinness over here, I believe. So if that is the case, I would assume it's the water source that would change a huge amount of it. Because um, Guinness has a very, um, uh, it's not pronounced, but it has like an iron taste to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be from the um, malt that has been roast, that, that's, that's very roasted malt, very dark. Yeah. Um, that could be giving off that flavor as well, but... There is a Guinness Brewery in Dublin, Ireland, and there is another in Baltimore. Okay. Well, we're probably getting ours from Baltimore, I would assume. I would assume, right? That's that's what I'm guessing. But, you know, if anybody out there knows, hit us up on the page and, you know, give us this school that we need because I can't drink Guinness unless I'm See, I don't mind a Guinness. Do I go and look for it? No. But if I go to a restaurant and they're only selling like domestics or a fake craft beer, uh, (laughs) I will get a Guinness if they have it available. Um, My wife actually likes Guinness too. That's one of her favorite beers. Um, Now see, speaking of Guinness, the only way I can drink it in the States... And, I, and I'll tell you this, do not go to Ireland and ask for this because you'll probably get punched in the mouth by the bartender. <clears throat> I can drink it, the only way I can drink it in the States is in an Irish car bomb. Oh. <laughs> is that Jameson? It's yeah. Jameson, yeah. Bailey's, yeah. and Guinness. See, I, I like Guinness. It's wonderful uh, to me. I've never had the true Guinness. Oh, if you go to Ireland um, and have Guinness, oh my God, dude. Well, I'm sure I would enjoy it. I enjoy it pretty much every beer, just about. We need to take a two-bearded dad's trek. Yeah, wouldn't that be cool? To Ireland. I think it is. Let me, I have a photo somewhere there. Let me look it up real fast. All right. But yeah, Ireland, you know, after being in a country of nothing but sand for three-plus months, you know, you... You look out the window of the aircraft as you're coming into Shannon, and you see nothing but green. Hmm. And it is so beautiful. I bet. Mm. And I would love to live there. I, you know, my family name comes from Ireland. 
and I I want to go to Ireland so bad. So if anybody's out there that can uh, figure out a way to get Nate and I to Ireland just, to just, go sample Jameson. Just give me give us your money. No, well, we don't need your money. Enough money where I never have to come back. <laughs> that that would be nice, <laughs> but you know I I think I like the the good old U.S. of A. too much to actually move to Ireland. Uh, who knows? I maybe I'd go there and spend a few weeks there and be like, okay, yeah, maybe I'll move the family here. Yeah, I think but, one of the yeah. oldest um, taverns is in Ireland. I uh, think so. Let me, let me I, I have a, I had a picture of it because I I always save stupid stuff on my phone that it means nothing to nobody except for me in the moment that I'm reading it. Hold on here. So. We can go at some point. We need to take a two bearded dad's uh, road trip and hit up ah, Glen Tavern. Found it. And McSorley's Tavern. Uh, the oldest bar in the world is in Ireland. Archaeological. Did I say that right? Archaeological? Records have been found that the walls of Sean's bar have been around and serving since 900 A.D. There are records of every owner of the pub back to its 10th century founding. It opened over 1,100 years ago. It's called Sean's Bars in Ireland. That would be somewhere I would want to go. The oldest bar. Because um, I know there's some in the U.S. that they suppose it have um, like 1,700s or close to it but those are nowhere close i mean there yeah. was I mean, I mean we were like the one of the last countries in that are habitable to be found anyway we've um, got white horse tavern here in the u.s that's 1673 um it only it took them like 50 years after getting off the mayflower to open up a bar oh i know right it's too late uh, <laughs> they I waited believe, too long i believe mcsorley's is uh, one of the older ones. It's in New York City. Um, then you've got Tun Tavern, the birthplace of the... So, some of my Air Force buddies are going to crucify me for this, but some of the greatest fighting force in the world, United States Marine Corps. Well, I thought you were going to say like the Green Berets or something. No, no. Uh, you know the Marines are going to be badasses when they're founded mm -hmm. in a bar. Yeah. I mean, how many how many times can you say, oh, the Air Force, you know, general walks in and goes, all right, who wants to fly, fight, and win? Yeah. Nah, that didn't happen. No. Marine Corps, though, who wants to, hey, who wants to get on ships and go jack some people up? <laughs> all these drunks in the bar? They all, Hell yeah. I think uh, Benjamin Franklin, I think he said it, like, mo your your best conversations are always made around a table with beer is, like, one of them. But um, they, back in legislation days, too, this was Ben Franklin time, um, where the folks that were... It's not making like a declaration of independence or anything like that. But when lawmaking was happening during the early U.S. before it was even the U.S., they would bless you. They would they would sit around and drink and come up with ideas uh, and agree on them. And then they would come back the next day and see if they agreed on the same ideas being sober. 
Uh, hey, that's the way it yeah. should be. And so that way they knew that it was it was pure, it was true, um, and it wasn't just because they were drunk. The reason why yeah. they came across these ideas, yeah. They, you know, they say a drunken idea <clears throat> is a pure idea. I mean, I always want to do all these fun things when I when I'm a little bit inebriated. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I wanted to go do that. I want to go do that. But then I've had some not so yeah. great ideas while partaking in beverages. <laughs> I don't get but. too crazy though. But yeah, um, so there's there's plenty of other beers out there that have been around for a long time. I know a lot of people probably know what a Hefeweizen is. Mm-hmm. Hefeweizen, which uh, if I'm correct, I think that's what Blue Moon is. Blushing. I think that's what Blue Moon is, is a Hefeweizen. It's like a wheat Yeah. Wheat beer. I think it is. I know, I know Blue Moon does some shandies too. Yeah, but. but like regular Blue Moon, whatever they got, which... Those that's one of those beers that I think is they 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 think is a craft beer, but it's so it's it's too popular. Which I guess you can still be a craft beer, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I think they're boring. Coors IPAs those came around supposedly around the 1700s. I already talked about that one. Um, let's see. I mean, you got your Imperial Stouts. Which uh, those came out around the 18th century in London. Pilsners. Uh, this one actually has a date for sure, because um, it was in the city of Pilsen, Bohemia, in 1842. That's where the Pilsner got his name. See, that's where it was. Uh, see, they said the reason why this was crazy because the beers back then were so bad. Citizens dumped them in the streets in protest. A a local brewery hired a Bavarian brewer to create beer, um, which uh, he did by using the German method of bottom fermenting, which resulted in a clear golden beer that was smooth and refreshing. I think that's what uh, isn't that what uh, Budweiser uses, I believe. So Budweiser is a lager, which, yes, Pilsner's lagers, well, Pilsner is a lager, let's put it that way. Um, there's lagers and ales, and there's tons of different ways to do it. Um, Gozes are ales. Um, ales are top fermenting, uh, uh, top yeast fermenting beers, which are typically way faster to create. Lagers take a little bit more time. Um there's box, which I like some box, some double double box, triple box. But these were the Trappist monks came in on this one. Um, that's how they lived. They used to call it liquid bread. I lo- See, I keep talking, you know, Kim and I have been talking about dieting, which she can't do any of right now because <laughs> of the condition mm-hmm. of being pregnant with twins. Right. But... <clears throat> You know, I want to go on the carnivore diet. I've heard about it. I, you know, I've kind of read up on it a little bit, but I like my breads too much. I'm a I'm a super carb fan, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you if you're talking about carnivore diet, just like eating a lot of protein, like just protein is the biggest protein. thing. The way the way I've read it is, you go pretty much straight, you know, beef pork chicken seafood i mean you'd probably be all right for a little while but yeah. i don't know i think you need 
You need all your other. You need the you stuff. need the stuff. You need you need those elements in there, but. But then again, really, if you think about it, if you go straight beef, chicken, and pork, aren't you really just a secondhand vegetarian? You're just the revert. Yeah, you're. I mean, well, yeah, you're eating what the those things ate yeah. grass. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, and that's all it is. Um, I don't know. the The problem with just eating protein alone, it can be hard on your digestive tract. Oh yeah. Um, but carbs, if that's the thing, like if you can go without carbs, it's amazing. But you can never do it forever. There's not a human being out there that. So I haven't touched a carb in years. Bull loney. You have to have carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. You have to. Um, now, if you want to, you can stick to like this carnivore diet, but if you're going to have carbs, just have them in the morning. Yeah. Um, and then rest of the time you, you can go without, but you, you gotta, you gotta. There's a couple more beers out there. I didn't even know this, but Oktoberfest, those version of beers are called Marzins. Um, that is a style of lager, which I know here it's just uh, everybody wants to get their German fest and uh, yes. Oktoberfest and drink. Uh, and when Sam Adams comes out with their freaking Oktoberfest beer or whatever, they're everybody's like crazy about these. I actually just saw them at Kroger the uh, last week, and it's um, it's August still. Um, you know, you can wait well, a little bit. Isn't Octo- Oktoberfest isn't always in October, is it? Well, in Germany, but um, Marzen me is means March for in um, in German German um, because of the old brew cycle, which involved making the beer in the spring and storing it until the fall. The style lager dates back um, to 16th century of Bavaria. Um, so basically, Marzen means March. It is always drank in September October, without a doubt. Yeah. You know, if I was going to be here for Oktoberfest, I think we we should uh, take a trip down to Zenzanati. Oh, I, I went there a couple years ago. Next next year, yeah. we need to do a live yeah. from Zenzanati Oktoberfest. Just only thing, just don't drink. I can't remember what they're called now, but anheuser-busch bought this company and it's like a fake german beer and they have it there with Is all it its good nope um, it starts with a g oh, i can't remember we went it's a it's like a beige and white packaging um gosh what is it called it's not bittenberger no hold on i'm trying to remember because kim and i went on our honeymoon to uh, the Budweiser Brewery in Tampa, when we got we went on a cruise for our honeymoon. But after our cruise, we hit up the brewery. That's where I got my Budweiser sign. <laughs> but um, let's see, like real ones, like wife and wine and Stefan. That's a real one, Frankensconner. Um, oh. Ho Garden is the one that is not real. I mean, it it was at one time, but Anheuser Busch bottom. It's it's junk beer. Stay away from that. Ho Garden. Stay away. I mean, you'd think something Ho Garden named Ho Garden. Yeah, would be yeah, good, the Ho Garden. <laughs> there's a there's one that I like that it's got like a lady on the front of it, and it's about the only Germans. Yeah, let's see, Hofbrau. It's like H. It's 
people call it HB, but Hofbrau Munchen. Munchen. That's about the only one that I like that's a German beer. Yeah. Um, now, I believe that is brewed at Hofbrau House. Yes. Down in Cincinnati. Yeah. Well, there's there's Hofbrau houses all over. I, I had it in Columbus. Uh, it's called Worst, Worsten Beer, which is like hot dogs and beers. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. sausages, I guess. Yeah. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Yeah. And we're back. Perfect timing. Mm-hmm. The opening of the brewski. Mm-hmm. So, uh,. We were talking about beers a little bit, and uh, during the break, Nate and I talked a little bit about the beer diet. One guy decided to drink nothing but beer and water for 46 days. I could do that. I I think I could, and apparently Ace can do the same thing because he's yelling in the background. Someone must be coming. Yeah, let me go check on this. Someone must be. All right, sorry about the interruption there. Uh, we were talking about the 46-day beer diet. So, Nate, what do you think? I mean, I can truly drink beer for 46 days straight. I could, but I don't With know eating I, food, too. I don't know that I could do it without eating food. This yeah. guy did it without eating food. Yeah, so uh, this dude from Iowa... Um, he drank the beer it's well it's a, a double bock which they would call liquid bread it, uh, basically it's a it's a pretty high calorie beer um let's see so he lost 25 pounds which it, that i mean obviously you're gonna lose weight doing that because i don't even think your caloric intake would be be enough um guess the biggest thing man what times would you drink it so he said when you go on a fast of this nature you work out all the donuts and cheeseburgers that are still in your stomach yeah and like here's his you were talking what times here's his drinking schedule four beers a day on weekdays and five on saturdays and sundays he didn't have to go anywhere on weekends so he's less concerned about the alcohol during the week he arrived at the office at 8 and poured himself a beer when he got to work. I don't know where this guy works, but I kind of want to go work with Maybe him. he's like a freelancer or he something. Could be. You know, uh, you I don't mean, really actually get paid when you're doing stuff. It's a job that when yeah. you complete it. But, I mean... Oh, here's the trick. So, the double box that he, were, he was drinking was 288 calories apiece. Oh, well, there you go. That's a lot. And that's a 12-ounce serving, by the way. Yeah. Most beers that I drink are maybe be a little over 100 and some calories. Well, but Let's see what we got calorie-wise in our beers. Well, I don't know if they list them on this. There's no listings on any I know of like these a Bud Light's beers. about 100 calories. Yeah. I mean, I've got this. We've got the Finn from Urban Artifact. And, you know, honestly, Urban Artifact, you're killing it. I'm loving, I like the Finn. There's a lot of beers that you guys have out right now, and you're killing it. I'm not a fan, I'm not a fan of that beer, man. I I liked it, but. But anyway, uh, so yeah, he was drinking Double Box, which were 288 calories a piece, so 
that's a bit heavy. No wonder he could do it for like 46 days. But um, so he's talking about where the beer retained all the B vitamins, um, just lots of nutrition within the beer. Um, I mean, that's that's great and all, but I mean, I feel like that's kind of cheating. But because you can fast, I don't. Could you fast for 40 days without without food, just re- drinking water? Shit, man, I can't. I can't fast for. 12 hours i mean i've heard i mean just talking about fasting in general they say if you can get past like those first three days you kind of get um altered feelings of hunger pangs you know like yeah. it, it, it just goes away almost or I mean, the problem the problem with fasting is you know your body is used to a certain caloric intake and once you stop taking in that caloric intake, it's like you're dying already. Your your body starts literally eating itself. Yeah. So like, yeah. your muscles will atrophy. Um, your fat reserves will start to dissipate. And the problem with dissipating your fat reserves is once you start eating again, that's where all your caloric intake is going to go. Yeah. Is your body's going to be like, I don't know when I'm going to eat again. Yeah. Store it up fat. We're going to store it as fat and see where it goes. And so that's, I mean, just talking about like diets in general, like these quick fads, you know, Mm -hmm. going to lose weight in like two weeks and, and a lot of them are, they're really pushed towards women. You don't understand. Women already have less muscle mass than what men do. Just naturally. That is yeah. our, that's what we have. That's what we got to deal with. But when you do these quick fad diets, yeah, you lose the weight. But a lot of that at the beginning is just your glucose stores you have in your kidneys, number one, which is like six pounds. But then your body, yeah, it eats the muscle. So then when you stop this diet because it's not manageable, it's not maintainable, your body now keeps the same muscle mass that it had, which is already smaller than what it was before you started this quick diet, but now you just build back up more fat. And so you, you make it worse and worse and worse. When it comes to a diet regime, you need to have, you need balance. Sorry about that. We've got uh, children in the playroom, and uh, the dog is reacting, thinking somebody's knocking at the door. But you need to have a balance eating habits. Yeah, you can you can have carbs. You can do this now. Now you can you can maintain a lower carb diet. Mm-hmm. You can maintain that. The Atkins diet, stuff like that. You can maintain those type of things. Um, but the the moment that you shift. Just like you were saying, Dale, your body learns that is the new thing, mm-hmm. whatever that is. And so it will compensate for it by either storing up fat again, you know, um, or yeah, that, that's just simply what happens. Your body either stores fat or it uses those store fat reserves um, when you're having a deficit in caloric intake. That's, yeah, it's just a back and forth. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, the only, the only true way to lose weight and gain muscle is you uh you have to six small meals a day work out two to three times a day for at least an hour and just clean healthy living dude if you worked out three times a day especially doing weight training 
Dude, you'd, you'd be jacked in less oh, yeah. than 90 days. Oh, yeah. I mean, nobody's, mm-hmm. nobody <laughs> in the blue-collar world with kids has the time mm-hmm. to work out three times a day and to eat the way mm-hmm. you need to eat to yeah. maintain that workout pace. <clears throat> but, you know, um, that's and that's one of the things, like, the only time that I can actually work out and eat the way that I need to eat is when I'm going on these trips. Well, yeah, because you're alone, and yeah, uh, I, I mean, mean, you don't really I, have anything else to worry about. All mm. I have to do is I have to go home, or I have to go to work, I have to eat, and I have to sleep. Yeah. So yeah. anything in between is workout time. And, and, you know, I used to have a pretty good routine back in the day. I mean, I would I would go later in the evenings, Um yeah, that that was that was my prime time. I don't like going. I don't like working out in the morning and then going to work. For some reason, I just don't like it. I'm I'm one of those guys keep the dream alive. As in, I sleep as long as I possibly yeah, can that's, until that's how I, I have to get up. Um, the only time that I can work work out before I go to work is if I'm on a deployment, working yeah. night shift. Yeah. Where uh, what I'll do is I'll sleep for six or seven hours if I even sleep because I get some pretty bad insomnia when I'm gone. I'll get up, I'll go eat breakfast, which is usually around lunchtime. (laughs) And then I'll go work out. I'll go to work. I'll eat at some point during the shift. And then when I get off, I'll eat again. And I'll... uh, hit the gym yeah I mean, that's all right i mean that i mean when you when you're on your leave i mean you kind of i mean you don't have that much to do in reality but it, yeah you you will get yourself into a routine like well might as well hit the gym again i ain't got nothing else to do yeah so it's a good good time to get that get that in man yeah i mean that's that's the only part of my deployments that i've been on that i actually liked was <laughs> you know i i see the biggest gains i mean i went from my last deployment, I started out, I got there, I was benching 225. No, I can't do that. And by the time I left, I was warming up with 225 and repping 315. No, I can't even get close to that. I've never, I've never been able to bench weight. I was like, yeah. maybe 165 was the best I've ever done. Yeah, see, I mean, that's that was my bread and butter is bench and curl. Now, everybody always called me chicken legs. Oh, that's me. That's my whole life. I've got, I get real bulky up top, <laughs> but I'm terrified to squat deadlift. Really? Because I've got a bad back. Oh. The second I start doing all this stuff, I end up where I squat with the wrong form, and all of a sudden, there's my back. I mean, back on a waiver. For, for me, man, six what. Months. What saved my back was doing deadlifts when I was younger, and I really still don't have that many problems. I used to. In my early 20s, holy smokes, I had back problems all the time. And I started doing deadlifts every, just about every single day. I'll probably get into <clears throat> deadlifts when, uh, when I'm on this next trip in Texas. But, yeah. man, speaking of Texas, I will be down in Wichita Falls, if any of our listeners has uh, any good brewery recommendations, go ahead and hit us up on the page. 
I plan to hit as many as I can in this in this short trip, and uh, I just want I want some good beers. Let me know. Um, I love Gozas. Uh, Nate's turned me on to the Gozas. That's right. And, uh, really, any good beer, I I do not uh, uh, what you call it. And I first, uh, I don't disseminate. What? I have no idea. I'm, I'm off on a limb at this point. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just love beer. So any good places to get beer in Texas, let me know. Or well, in northeastern Texas, let me know. If it's driving distance from uh, Wichita Falls, where I can get there within 45 minutes or so, I'll hit it. I mean, did you tell me about the Wichita Falls Brewing yes. Company? That was the I one. Have, I have been hitting a few uh, websites trying to find out where I'm gonna where I'm gonna land. But yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to check out some good beers. Um, I love Texas, and. My computer keeps freezing. I apologize. So I think we're going to end this yeah. episode before we get stuck. Yeah. So uh, got about 48 minutes in right now. So I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you for listening to episode 13. And again, you know, if you guys got any questions, comments, concerns, hit up the, uh, the Facebook page, the Instagram page, or the email. Um, we'd love to hear your comments, concerns, questions, anything we can do better. Um, you are the listeners, so you're on the outside looking in, and if there's anything we can do better, let us know. Thanks, guys. Take care. See ya. Take her easy. <laughs>